When you hear rampage, do you think of the word which is defined as a period of violent and uncontrollable behavior? Or the name of the MMA fighter who became a superstar in the sport with his eccentric personality and highlight reel performances? A fighter who also captured UFC gold. But his fighting career after the UFC and his popularity outside of the cage seems to have overshadowed what he did back in the day. So how good was Rampage Jackson actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today I'm going to talk about Quentin Rampage Jackson. He's a name that most casuals even know and that's a huge deal in itself. But I feel like his MMA career hasn't been recognized aside from his legendary highlights. So in this video we're going to take a look at Rampage's career to understand how good he actually was. But before we get to it, shout out to the Undisputed members on my Patreon. There are a lot of perks that you could get as an Undisputed or Intro member. That includes the Keon Kamara podcast video stream which is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But the best part about all this is that 100% of the money is going to charity. So please join my Patreon for all these benefits as we could really make a difference in the lives that need it. Now let's get to it. Rampage began his MMA career on November 13th, 1999 at the age of 22. His first fight was against Mike Pyle. Mike weighed in at 175 while Rampage weighed in at 206. According to Mike, he was ragdolled for the entire fight as Rampage threw him out of the ring a couple of times. This was enough for Rampage to win by unanimous decision. Six months later, he fought Marco Bermudez. Rampage slammed Marco multiple times with his sheer power. He eventually made his way to the mount where he threw ground and pound before securing the rear naked choke. He came back a month later to fight Marvin Eastman for the King of the Cage Super Heavyweight Championship. The fight was mostly on the feed as the two started off by swinging wildly. But Rampage got tired immediately and from there it was all Marvin who picked him apart on the feet and threw ground and pound when the fight made its way to the ground. This was enough for Marvin to win by decision. After this loss, Rampage picked up two wins before fighting Rob Smith. It was a competitive fight that saw both men secure takedowns, throw ground and pound and reverse the position. But near the end, Rob began to fade and Rampage continued to press the action. This was enough for Rampage to win by unanimous decision. He then picked up two wins before fighting for the King of the Cage Light Heavyweight Championship. His opponent was Rocco Henderson. For a majority of the first round, it was all Rampage who was out wrestling Rocco. And that continued in the second when Rampage slammed Rocco to the mat and eventually secured the Kimura, making him the King of the Cage Light Heavyweight Champ. Following this win, Rampage beat Bryson Hallbrick before fighting Kenneth Williams. In this fight, he took Kenneth down immediately and began throwing ground and pound. Rampage finished the fight off with a rear naked choke. So after going 10-1 on the local circuit, he made his debut in Pride FC. His first opponent was Kazushi Sakuraba, the biggest star in the promotion at this point. This was a wild fight that saw Rampage slam Sakuraba multiple times on the mat to avoid the oncoming submissions. But Sakuraba did not give up and he eventually got a hold of Rampage's back where he finished him via rear naked choke. Regardless of the loss, he gained the respect of many Japanese fans that night as he put up a valiant effort. About two months later, he came back and fought Alexander Otsuka. For most of the fight, Rampage was in control on the feet, in the clinch, and on the ground. In the second, Rampage connected with some big ground and pound shots that broke Otsuka's nose, which forced the doctor to stop the fight. His next fight after this win was against Yuki Ishikawa. Rampage took the fight down and spent some time on top position before they got back up where he connected with the knee and punches that knocked Yuki out. At Pride 18, he fought Dejiro Matsui. The fight ended in 14 seconds after the two clinched up and Rampage threw a knee to the nuts of Matsui who couldn't continue. It was so bad that he had to be carried out with a stretcher, resulting in a disqualification loss for Rampage. Four months later, he fought Masaki Satake. Rampage controlled Satake for a majority of the fight on the ground where he connected with some heavy ground and pound. Satake tried to get up but that led to him being suplexed to the mat where he was finished by punches. Rampage went back to the US to fight Sean Gray. His striking looked really good as he spent a majority of the fight picking Sean apart on the feet with punches and kicks. Near the end of the second round, he almost finished the fight with a knockout, but Sean was saved by the bell. Yet going into the third, he was still rocked and Rampage came forward with a barrage of strikes that forced the ref to step in. At Pride 22, he fought Igor Vovchanchin. This was a wild fight that saw both men clinch
clinch up at the start and throw strikes before Igor connected with a head kick and punches that led to a guillotine choke. But Rampage used his power to pick up Igor and slam him to the mat. From there, he threw some heavy ground and pound. Igor managed to get back up only to get slammed back to the mat and eat more punches. Credit to him for taking all this damage and even attempting a leg lock. But the fight eventually ended when Rampage threw a punch to the body of Igor which broke a rib and immediately stopped the fight. On March 16, 2003, he fought former UFC heavyweight champion Kevin Randleman. Despite Kevin being a strong wrestler, he was unable to secure a single takedown. This led to the two trading shots in the clinch before Rampage connected with a big knee and punches that dropped Kevin. He connected with more ground and pound before the ref stepped in. Three months later, Rampage fought Mikhail Alukian. Rampage started the fight off by denying Mikhail's takedown attempts which led to a huge slam that was all power. And although Mikhail locked in a tight guillotine and Kimura, Rampage got out and ended up finishing the fight with a big knee to the body followed by punches that forced a tap. After this win, he entered the 2003 Pride Middleweight Grand Prix. In the quarterfinals, he fought Murillo Bustamante. It was a closely contested bout that saw both men find success on the feet and on the ground. Bustamante attempted a few submissions early, but Rampage was a fresher fighter near the end. The judges ended up giving the split decision to Rampage. The semifinals and finals of the tournament occurred on November 9, 2003. In the semis, Rampage fought UFC star Chuck Liddell. The two spent the majority of the fight on the feet trading shots that rocked the other. But Rampage was the aggressor and even secured a couple of takedowns. Going into the second, Chuck was exhausted. So Rampage secured a takedown and began throwing ground and pound until Chuck's corner threw in the towel. In the finals, he fought Pride Middleweight Champion Vanderlei Silva. Rampage looked good early by securing the takedown and throwing some heavy ground and pound from the top. But once the fight got stirred up, it was all Vanderlei who began throwing punches, soccer kicks, and knees that eventually forced the ref to step in. Credit to Rampage for showing so much heart in this loss. On New Year's Eve, he fought Ikuhisa Manoa. It was a dominant performance by Rampage who slammed Manoa to the mat multiple times, avoided his submission attempts, and threw heavy ground and pound. The fight eventually ended in the second when Rampage connected with a knee to the head of Manoa which forced the ref to step in. Six months later, he fought Ricardo Arona. The two were trading shots early and Ricardo was trying to bring the fight down by attempting takedowns or pulling guard. But Rampage ended up on top throwing ground and pound. Ricardo was then very close to securing a triangle choke. But Rampage used all his power to lift him high in the air before slamming him down to the mat for an immediate knockout. This powerbomb move has become one of the biggest highlights in MMA. At Pride 28, Rampage fought Vanderlei Silva for a second time with the Pride Middleweight Championship on the line. He looked really good in the first round as he blocked most of Vanderlei's shots and threw knees in the clinch. Rampage also secured the takedown and when the fight got back up, he connected with a right hand that knocked Vanderlei down. The momentum continued in the second when he secured another takedown early. But after trying to get a hold of a leg, Rampage got reversed. This led to brutal foot stomps and soccer kicks from Vanderlei. When the two got back up, Silva pressed forward with punches before throwing knees that ultimately knocked Rampage out. After this loss, he fought Murilo Ninja Hua. The fight was very competitive as both men connected on the feet, in the clinch, and on the ground. Ninja attempted some submissions on the floor, but Rampage secured more takedowns, which may have been the reason he won the fight by split decision. Two months later, he fought Ninja's younger brother, Mauricio. Shogun Hua. Shogun dominated Rampage throughout the entire fight by outstriking him on the feet, taking him down, and throwing heavy knees in the clinch. Eventually, the knees dropped Rampage and he was finished on the ground with some brutal soccer kicks. At Pride 30, he fought Hirotaka Yakoi. Although Rampage was on top position early, he ended up getting reversed. But then he reversed Hirotaka and trapped him in a mounted crucifix. Rampage threw punches before finishing the fight with soccer kicks. In February of 2006, he fought Yoon Dong Sik. Although Yoon secured takedowns, threw ground and pound, and attempted submissions, Rampage was the aggressor on the feet and he secured multiple takedowns which led to hard shots from top position. 
This was enough for him to win by unanimous decision. This win was also his last fight with Pride before he signed with World Fighting Alliance where he fought Matt Linland. It was a very close fight that saw both men connect on the feet, take each other down, and reverse the position. Rampage landed ground and pound shots while Matt almost locked in a few submissions. After three rounds, Rampage won by split decision. Although Rampage signed a multi-fight deal with World Fighting Alliance, they ended up getting bought out by the UFC. So Rampage made his debut with the promotion at UFC 67 when he fought Marvin Eastman for a second time. In this fight, Rampage was the aggressor on the feet for most of round one before finishing Marvin in the second with punches that knocked him out. This impressive performance gave him a shot at the UFC light heavyweight title against champion Chuck Liddell. Ever since he lost to Rampage back in Pride, Chuck won UFC gold and defended it four times. He truly seemed unstoppable at this point in his career. But Rampage had his number as it took him less than two minutes to drop Chuck with a right hand before finishing him on the ground with more punches. Quentin Rampage Jackson was now a UFC champion. His first title defense was against former Pride welterweight and middleweight champion Dan Henderson. It was a competitive fight early as both men took each other down and reversed the position while on their backs. They also connected on the feet but it was Rampage that knocked Dan down a couple of times. He was also the fresher fighter in the later rounds. This was enough for him to win the fight by unanimous decision. His second title defense was against Ultimate Fighter Season 1 winner Forrest Griffin. Prior to their bout, the two were coaches for the seventh season of The Ultimate Fighter. They fought at UFC 75 and although Rampage knocked Forrest down early with an uppercut, Griffin came back in the second with leg kicks and a takedown where he mounted Rampage and threw ground and pound. The remainder of the fight saw Rampage searching for the knockout while Forrest continued to press the action by throwing with volume. After 5 rounds, Rampage lost the light heavyweight title to Forrest by unanimous decision. After this loss, Rampage fought Vanderlei Silva for a third time. But unlike the first two fights, Rampage finished Vanderlei in the first with a left hook followed by three more brutal punches on the floor. At UFC 96, he fought Keith Jardine. The two swung at each other for three rounds with Rampage connecting with the better shots and knocking Keith down in the second and the third. He also secured the only takedown in the fight. This was enough for him to win by unanimous decision. In the post-fight interview, he faced off with light heavyweight champion Rashad Evans. This was the obvious fight to make, but unfortunately, injuries sidelined Rampage. The fight between the two would later be booked for UFC 114, but prior to that, they became coaches for the 10th season of The Ultimate Fighter. This was one of the better seasons due to all the drama in the house, as the rivalry between Rampage and Rashad reached an all-time high. And this was great promotion to build up their fight, which was the headliner. And this card did over 1 million pay-per-view buys, which is very impressive considering that there was no belt on the line after Rashad lost it to Lyoto Machida. But Rashad still looked like a championship level fighter that night by rocking Rampage early and out wrestling him for most of the fight. There was a moment in the third where Rampage was close to finishing Rashad after connecting with the right hand. But Evans survived and ultimately won the fight by unanimous decision. Five months later, Rampage fought former UFC light heavyweight champion Lyoto Machida. It was a very close fight that saw Rampage press the action forward while Lyoto countered with kicks and punches. They also took each other down. But the third round most likely went to Machida who almost finished the fight with punches. It was a very close fight and many believed Lyoto won. But I could see why the split decision was given to Rampage due to his constant pressure throughout the fight. At UFC 130, he fought Matt Hamill. It was an uneventful fight that saw Rampage deny all of Hamill's takedown attempts and outstrike him on the feet. This dominant performance earned him the unanimous decision and a shot at the UFC light heavyweight championship against champion John Jones. Although Rampage most likely won the stare down, John was dominant in this fight as he outstruck Rampage on the feet and also secured a takedown where 
where he connected with ground and pound. He eventually secured a rear naked choke in the fourth, which forced the tap, marking of the first time Rampage was finished in the UFC. On February 6, 2012, he fought Ryan Bader. Rampage missed weight by six pounds. Ryan outwrestled him throughout the three rounds to earn the unanimous decision. After this loss, Rampage fought Glover Teixeira. Glover dominated Rampage on the feet and on the ground to win by unanimous decision. Following these three losses, Rampage signed with Bellator. In his debut with the promotion, he fought Joey Beltran. The fight was at a catchweight of 210 pounds. The two traded shots in the first round before Rampage swung wildly in the last 10 seconds and managed to clip Joey and finish him before the bell rang. At Bellator 110, he fought Christian Pumbu. It was a semi-final fight in the Bellator Season 10 light heavyweight tournament. Rampage finished Christian in the first round by vicious right hands on the ground. In the finals of the tournament, he fought Mohamed King Mo Lawal. It was pretty uneventful as King Mo controlled the fight on the ground while Rampage controlled it on the feet. It could have went to either guy but all the judges gave the decision to Rampage which also made him the tournament winner. After some contract disputes with Bellator, Rampage made his way back to the UFC where he fought Fabio Maldonado at a catchweight of 215 pounds. For three rounds, he outstruck Fabio to win the fight by unanimous decision. This was also his last fight with the UFC before going back to Bellator where he fought Olympic gold medalist in judo, Satoshi Ishii. After a strong first round by Ishii that saw him throw leg kicks, secure takedowns, and attempt submissions, that also continued in round two but Rampage was beginning to defend himself more. Then in the third, he took over with a takedown and ground and pound. The fight definitely could have went to Ishii, but Rampage took home the split decision. At Bellator 175, he fought King Mo for a second time. This fight looked very similar to the first as King Mo controlled the fight on the ground in the opening round while Rampage was the aggressor on the feet in the second. But a strong third round by King Mo gave him the unanimous decision. After his first loss in Bellator, he entered the promotion's heavyweight world grand prix. In the quarterfinals, he fought Chael Sonnen. Although Rampage slammed Chael to the mat early, it was Sonnen who controlled the rest of the fight with his wrestling which earned him the unanimous decision. In September of 2018, Rampage fought Vanderlei Silva for a fourth time. Although both men were much older at this point, they still put on a show by swinging toe-to-toe. Vanderlei had his moments, but Rampage connected with a right hand that dropped him before finishing the fight with ground and pound. One year later, he fought former Pride heavyweight champion Fedor Emelianenko. The two traded shots before Fedor connected with a right hand that knocked Rampage out. This was the last time Rampage fought and possibly his last with Bellator as he's now a free agent. Do I think he will fight again? I could possibly see it happening, but if it's not for money, I'd rather see Rampage put it to rest as he has nothing more to prove in the sport. So after going 38 and 14 in a career that saw him become the UFC light heavyweight champion, how good was Quentin Rampage Jackson actually? Back in the day, he seemed unstoppable. He was a wrestler unlike any other as he used his strength to take the fight down. Slams, power bombs, not only were these impressive because it takes a lot of energy to do, but they were also instant crowd pleasers as no one saw anything like it. And when the fight was on the floor, he brutalized his opponents with ground and pound. He also improved his striking a lot throughout his career which led to a reputation as a knockout artist because his hands were fast and powerful. I was also impressed with his overall defense as he was a very tough guy to finish. And along with his charismatic personality, he became a star in both Japan and the US, which hasn't really been done by any other fighter. Another thing I liked about Rampage was his honesty after fights. If it was close, he felt bad when he was given the decision, which is something most fighters wouldn't do as they'd be satisfied with taking home the win. And even if it was a clear-cut decision, you could tell that Rampage was unhappy with not finishing the fight. I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. He backed up his popularity with so many highlights that Quentin Jackson truly defined what Rampage means. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Quentin Rampage Jackson actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.